Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Okay, welcome back to the Sydney Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club from April 2017. My name is Damien Murich. I'm here with Dr. L. Vandervoort. Uh, the next paper we looked at was the influence of a steel scar on venous anatomy of the lower abdominal wall and implications for deep inferior epigastric artery perforated flap breast reconstruction. This is out of Seoul, Korea and was published in the March 2017 PRS. So L, what was this paper about? So the authors were interested in looking at whether a Fannin steel incision uh, led to a functional diversion of flow to the deep system um, from the superficial inferior epigastric um, veins and whether that increased communication with the deep system. They hypothesised that that potentially, by potentially improving the venous drainage of the adipofascial layer, they were going to see decreased rates of fat necrosis and other complications. Okay, and so how did they find their two groups? Who were they comparing? So their study group was patients who were undergoing DEP flaps for breast reconstruction. They needed to have a previous Fannin steel incision. Um, however, they excluded any patients that had other abdominal scars, uh, lab- who had bilateral uh, super- SIEVs intact, or who'd had extensive scarring from their incision, which had disrupted the deep venous system. Their control uh, group were patients who were having DEP for breast reconstruction, but had no history of the Fannin steel incision. And the two study groups were matched individually for age uh, and or the patients were matched individually for age and also BMI. So they ended up with 50 matched pairs with a mean age of 44.3 years and a mean BMI of 23.4. Uh, they didn't find any statistically significant difference uh, in the other um, variables, in yeah. the other variables between the groups. Okay. They, they and also what did they, find? they also had um, they also noted importantly an average time um, between the Fannin steel incision and the DEP flap of ten years, but that did range from one to twenty five years, so quite a quite a wide range there. In terms of what they found, uh, so they looked at anatomically, they looked at whether um, the Fannin steel incision group was likely to have a different branching pattern of the SIEV and whether there were in, increased uh, direct or indirect communications with the deep system. They found that there were more total and direct SIEV and deep-to-deep communications in the Fannin steel group. Um, However, there's no statistically significant difference in the indirect number of communications um, or in the number of indirect communications. Uh, They also found that the Fannin steel group was more likely to have a branched or bifurcating SIEV pattern. Clinically, they found much higher rates of fat necrosis in the control group, so a rate of 20%. Um, and only 6% of fat, fat necrosis in the Fannin steel group. And we should point out that uh, by fat necrosis, these patients were having serial ultrasounds in order to detect for local chest wall recurrence following their DF flap reconstruction. And they'd find fat necrosis of any mass greater than five millimeters in diameter. Um, and uh, so I imagine that would be quite a sensitive um, sort of method of detecting fat necrosis. The other result that they found was um, in relation to abdominal donor site complications. So there was a higher rate of seroma in the Fannin steel group at 14% compared with no rates of abdominal seroma uh, in the control group. Okay, so what's the final conclusion of the paper? 
The final conclusion of the paper was that the Fannin steel scar is associated with more total and direct SIEV to deep uh, system communications, which may facilitate venous drainage of the adipose layer and protect against fat necrosis. Okay, so what, what, did, what did people think of the paper? Um, they had a good number of patients in each group with finding a total of 100 patients, 50 matched pairs. Um, they had low rates of flap necrosis, so no, you know, in either group they, had, they, didn't have, they didn't see any partial or total flap necrosis. Um, I thought it was um, certainly interesting results. Uh, the big question comes to how does this change what you do? Does it change what you do? Uh, they deliberately excluded uh, patients who had supercharged diet flaps where the superficial inferior epigastric vein was also anastomosed in addition to the deep vein. Um, but it may lead one to consider if you're doing a deep flap in someone who hasn't had a fantasteel incision, whether you should think of augmenting their venous drainage by doing a second vein. Um, what I like to do is to expose a good segment of internal mammary vein, divide it down the middle, and use um, an anterograde vein and then a retrograde vein for one of the superficial veins if possible. Uh, it also allows you to counsel the patients who've had a fantastel incision that they're at a significantly higher risk of getting a seroma and so whether you should just leave the drains, the abdominal drains in for a little bit longer than, uh, than what you uh, normally would. Anything else to add? Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search plastic surgery journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.